1980s, a group of impressionable young men watched way too much television. Today, they survive as defenders of that forgotten era. If something or someone from the 80s is in jeopardy, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the chain gang. This is terrible. With the 80s held hostage, I'm history. My only hope is to find the chain gang. The chain gang? I hear they're terrific. Will there be anything else, sir? Not unless you can help me find the chain gang. You're in luck. But you just found them. Oh, you done did it now. Chaos, you should have put this one to the vault, man. They not ready. They don't know what's coming, man. Oh, we gotta drop this on them right here. Y'all ain't ready for this. Y'all ain't ready for none of this. Your boy's a bad man. Let me invade in the streets. Make them clap a rapper skirt. They be dropping the heat. Shock the world. Now I'm standing alone. I flip fools like them clamshell cellular phones. Okay, okay, yeah, I'm gonna... I'm gonna stop it now. Because it's too funny. For a minute, it felt like we were back in, uh... Uh, the old days when that was part of our intro, and I just we don't want to have to pay copyright either. So you know. no, yeah. So I had to stop that, and now everybody knows where that came from. Um, <laughs> so uh, now, without further ado, we'll go, we'll do it right. The few moments that we have left, if we want to talk. Right well, we'll now, do it how we normally. Do. Yeah, yeah, we'll so do it like normal. Nerds. Thank our lucky stars. They're still putting on a program of this caliber after so many years. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke. They drink. They use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich, and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. Rock stars they are, and God bless them for that. Here we go. Here we go. Energize. And this baby hits 88 miles per hour. They're going to see some serious shit. I have a plan. You've got a plan. I have part of a plan. It's your weekly dose of all things geeky. The class is pain 101. The instructor's Casey Jones. Movie. Comic book. Movies based on comic books. Eggs. They are. Video games. Toys. TV shows. Who are concerned? Pro wrestling. It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> All of the things you got made fun of for in high school. Come on, you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics, he can't start some shit? So grab your action figures, bag and board those comics, and roll for initiative. It's time to... Talk nerdy to me. That's right, we're a group of bad, bad men. <laughs> and, uh... Well, man children. Yeah, a bunch of bad, bad man children. And uh, it's an all-new episode of Talk Nerdy to Me. It's February, February 27erd. As it says in the description, much like Live PD, except there's a lot less. There's a lot fewer routine traffic stops. And now that Koran's not here this week, it's a lot less uh, <laughs> um, driving under the influence of... Well, why does it look like Cheech and Chong driving by? Never mind. <laughs> Never mind, it's okay. I can say that because he's never going to listen to this episode. Nope. He's never going to listen to it. Uh, he keeps talking about getting a new job. How the fuck is he ever going to pass a drug test? <laughs> yeah, it's it's never going to happen. Um, and so, yeah, he's he is uh, on special assignment this week. Um, he's... Well, 
Uh, see, last time I made something up, I got everybody in trouble. And by everybody, I mean me and him. I so wrote... why break tradition? I know, now? right? Uh, there's a joke somewhere about uh, non-commitment and something, something, not getting a haircut, something, something. Uh, he's probably <laughs> watching John Dies at the End or reading John Dies at the End while watching the Warriors playing his Nintendo Switch. Um, mm -hmm. Something, something. Uh, he's, he's also texting on his phone. Yeah, yeah. He's the worst date ever. Um, mm -hmm. You know, take your pick from any of the numerous things that, you know, he could be doing. He's probably watching some crappy horror movie on Netflix that then he'll the try and The favorite host of this show in penitentiaries. Yeah, he is. So that means our, yeah, our, uh, ready for this, our, uh, Penal listeners, uh, <laughs> the penal league listeners are are. We're going to be in the tank this week. That no one, yeah. no one in the California penal league is going to be listening to the show, <laughs> which is sad. So was yes. that a major league reference? That was a major league reference, and I'm okay. super glad that you got that. Uh, that was a deep cut. That's way back. <laughs> Uh, also, I don't really understand what deep cut means. I just thought yeah, it means, okay. it yeah, means go way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah same difference. Yeah, it's a yeah, I didn't make shit of it. He jumped in the way back machine to get that I one. did, yeah. There you go. I'm a fan of Major League. Everybody knows Major League is one of my favorite movies. If you've listened to the show, which, by the way, I've got two big announcements. Uh-oh. And this is going to be... One of them is pants. No. Yeah, one of them is in my pants, and it's just for you. It's a party, and everybody's <laughs> invited. It's a pants party. So... Uh, we, and this is, this is the one housekeeping thing I'm going to get out of the way. And then we're going to go right into, uh, the first short topic this week or point of discussion instead of calling it a topic point of discussion. I don't know, whatever the hell we're going to call them. So remember, I know Pepperidge farm members. Do you remember <laughs> a couple weeks ago when we broke the news about switching over hosting and it was going to be good and we weren't going to have Patreon anymore, and we had a tip jar, but that meant that all the old episodes were going away. I vaguely recollect that. You remember that? And now if you go on to our iTunes or our Google Play or anywhere where you can find us, you can't find the old episodes, and that's a big bummer. Like, and everybody's real sad about it. I'm going to take the po political answer. Uh, I have no recollection of that event. Oh, listen here, Michael Cohen. Never happened. <laughs> so I've got good news. Good news, everyone. I can, Bad news. <laughs> I can now officially make this promise, and I need to send an email to uh, those who have tipped uh, the subscription on our tip jar so far. If you make a subscription on the tip jar which is think of it like the old school Patreon way of doing it, where you go to the tip jar and which is now linked in every episode description. So you can uh, go back the last few weeks and you can find the tip jar link. If you subscribe to the tip jar, our email address, the official email address of talk nerdy to me, which is iHeartStamos at gmail.com will email you an RSS link to put into your podcast player of choice and that rss feed is talk nerdy to me the vault Ooh. and it's every old episode it's every old disney movie yes it is it's the vault it's where all the old disney movies yes. and pops live 
It's get them while you can. They're yes. only out for a short time. <laughs> They're limited release window. So until we hit rock bottom and need money again. <laughs> yeah, until it's what every seven years we cycle back. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, ish. Whatever the marketing ploy is of the week, <laughs> we decide that that's when it is. So uh, if you if you get, if you subscribe uh, and and provide a a monthly gift to feed a small child and talk nerdy to me. Uh, for only 38 cents a day, you too can feed a Talk Nerdy to Me host. Um, part of that... And... We'll send you a picture and a handwritten letter in the mail <laughs> from your, the host that you're sponsoring. Yes. The, 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 so you know that your 38 cents a day makes a difference in the life of a starving <laughs> podcast host. <laughs> and Sally Struthers will come to your house and eat all your food. By the way, I have something. I have an idea to pitch you on air because we're that oh, professional. Good. Yeah, we are. Um, everyone, that, everyone that subscribes to the chip jar that that makes them part of the taught nerdy to me just the tip club oh yeah okay oh yeah okay yeah better write that down yeah yeah we'll come up with some kind of gift for the just the tip club wow i need to turn the game down this mic sorry uh but what you'll get is uh because it sends it sends an email to the official email uh, iheartstamos at gmail.com and then what will happen is someone from the show will then email you an rss link where you can access Every episode of our show ever. Now, that is a bonus for uh, the people who subscribe on the tip jar. So if you don't subscribe to the tip jar, you're probably not going to get access to them anymore. So if you want to remember our interview with uh, Doug Robertson, uh, yeah. our, our interview with uh, Robert England, Freddy Krueger, Ernie Hudson, all of the, the cool camp special. Yes. Uh, the, um, the, the live convention show that we did. That's up yeah. there. Uh, all that stuff is uh, is now part of the vault, and you can only access all of that now if you're a Tip Jar subscriber. So how cool is that? Yeah. And also, we have a post going up tomorrow that's going to talk about our partnership with uh, Radio Public, which this is super cool. If you go on to your uh, app store of choice and you download the Radio Public app, it's a podcast player. You can get like any podcast that you want on there. I've yet to find one that's not on there. Just by listening to an episode through that app, it pays the creator. Bam. So you don't do anything else. There's no money out of your pocket. You listen to podcasts like you always do. I listen to uh, something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard and uh, 83 Weeks and What Happened When and um, all of those. I'm listening to Welcome to Night Vale, so I know what the hell my wife is talking about. Yeah, she's been posting some weird stuff about that. Yeah. I don't know what to think. I think she's going to stab you in your sleep at some point. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, that's been since, like, day one. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, you've done really well the last as long as you have so far. I mean, I'm proud of you. Thank you, thank you. Your mother and I are proud of you. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that. Keep the out payments there. going, mom. As soon as you stop paying her, she's gonna kill me. Yeah, it's it's done. I mean, it's over. Yeah, your glorious beard or not, she's gonna stab the <laughs> shit out of you, and you're dead. You're a dead man. Ugh, dead man. You're so, a dead man, Ramsey. So last week, uh, I think I told everybody that my new thing that I've circled back to is uh, when I go to conventions or when I'm meeting celebrities and stuff. I want them to sign a pop vinyl like I'm, I'm kind of over eight by tens and I'm over uh-huh. um, posters. I've got enough movie posters and stuff um, with the only exception being that Jason mask that I'm still not done with, but I'm getting yeah. there. 
Uh, you do have that epic Power Rangers poster. I know. Though. I need to find a place to put that up because I've got a, that Power Rangers, like the good movie poster, uh, the 1995, mm-hmm. like the good version. There was like a movie poster A, B, and the international one, and I got the one where all the helmets are turned to the side. Yep. Um, and I have it signed by like 13 people that were in the movie, all the Rangers. It's pretty and, epic. Like it's amazing, and I'm entertaining offers if anyone wants to buy it. Um just kidding, it'll be like $8,000. No one can afford it. You guys can't afford it. If you're listening to this podcast, you can't afford the poster. That's all I'm going to say. Ah, um, peasants. Yeah. If you have to ask, you yeah, can't afford it. You can't afford it. Uh, so, but, but like, uh, so, like, multi person things, like, a bunch of people played Jason, so I want him to sign the hockey mask. But, right. like, for one off stuff, my go to thing is I want him to sign their pop vinyl, which has become like a thing. So, the problem I have now is like a lot of people that I that I I know I'm going to meet or I have the potential to meet or whatever that have pop vinyls. A lot of them were made in like 2011, 2012, yeah. like a long time ago. First of all, when all the pop vinyls kind of sucked because they all looked the same, but yeah. also, um, you know, they, they're all like vaulted or they're they're hard to find now. They're out of print. I don't know what you call. I know you don't print a pop vinyl, but you know. Uh, <laughs> So I've been going back and like looking at the prices. I found this great app. Uh, hold on. Let me tell you exactly what it's called. It's called uh Stashpedia and it's all, it's, it's just a pop vinyl cataloging oh. app and you go in and like, you can add a wish list and you add in what you have and it tells you the value of your collection and you can sort it and all that stuff. Um, you can check prices like trending prices on Amazon and it will like, you can set alerts that it will tell you when a, pops that you're looking for meet a certain price and so as i'm going back through and i'm looking at them i'm like man there's a couple that i want but like that's probably never gonna happen and it bums me out because they're like really expensive or they're you know they're really rare or they're hard to find or they're so far like past the point where they're being produced that like i'm never gonna get them yeah it, it got me thinking about when i was a kid and now we have the term for it, like the the Holy Grail mm-hmm. in your collection, like the Grail of your collection is something. And I remember as a kid, I had like these two or three toys that I really, really wanted. One of them I got and it turned into a tragedy, which I'll tell that story in a little bit. <laughs> uh, but as, I, as I'm going through trying to fill these these holes in my pop vinyl collection, um I'm noticing that there's some that are like, they're going on my Holy Grail list. Like I put them on my wish list because I'm like, I'm probably never going to get them, but you know, whatever I will, we'll play this game. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask you guys and I wanted to kind of talk about what are some Holy Grails, whether they're toys, movies, games, books, like literally anything <coughs> from when you were a kid and then to now and see kind of how stuff has changed. Like I'll give you an example. When I was a kid, the one thing I wanted more than anything in this world, besides a Teddy Ruxpin to put my Black Sabbath tapes in, was <laughs> the My Buddy doll. And what that was, was if you've ever seen Child's Play, you know what the My Buddy doll is. You know what it is, because that was like, you look at, you, you Google, do everybody do a Google search right now for My Buddy doll, and you're gonna, it's basically going to be Chucky. And I wanted it so bad. You know, they had all the all the cool commercials, and it was like, I didn't have any friends, so I was like, this, you could buy a friend. 
and then not be a big loser. It was awesome. Uh, when I was home a few times ago, um, my parents had put a bunch of um, home movies like years ago. They had put home movies onto DVD. And I'll need to go back through and find the right one because there's one where um, I'm, I'm driving around in my little fire truck and I've got a My Buddy doll. But I don't want to play with it because it freaks me the hell out. And so my dad's like, well, you, you play with him. And I'm like, no, he scares me. And I'm just driving around in the fire truck in the, the driveway. Because all I wanted was this My Buddy doll. And my parents finally were able to find one because it was like the super hot toy. They yeah. got one for me. And like I ripped the paper open because I got it for Christmas. And I just like screamed because it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> and one day... I mean, look, to be fair, they tried to warn you in the commercials. They did. Because I mean... <laughs> wherever you go... He goes. Mm-hmm. And he has a knife. Um, not really. <laughs> not really. Um, so one day, my parents are going grocery shopping. And they leave my sister and I home alone, which probably, in hindsight, probably not the best plan. No, this is how every great story from childhood starts. <laughs> is mom and dad went grocery yeah. shopping and they left us alone. Yep. And my sister, who was two years older than me, was like, oh, yeah, no, it's, it's fine. It's fine. She's, you know, doing something. She's like riding horses outside, whatever. I decide that this is my chance to handle this my buddy situation once and for uh-huh. all. So I sneak up behind the my buddy doll and I get it in like a ninja choke, right? My my parents come home and my mom starts freaking out because like she goes inside and she's trying to she's yelling for me to come and come downstairs and help unload the groceries. Can't find me in the house. Goes upstairs. Can't find me upstairs. Like freaking out. Like can't find me. Has no idea where I am. Looks outside the window and outside. What I have done is I have tied a piece of rope around the foot of the my buddy doll. I have thrown the rope over a low branch on a tree, and I have strung up the My Buddy doll. I have then taken a wiffle bat, and I am beating the shit out of this My Buddy doll. Just beating the shit out of it. Basically, you made a, a My Buddy pinata? <laughs> I did, yeah. And and so my mom, of course, like the her first reaction is, okay, good, he's okay. Number two, she comes out and she yells, and she's like, do you have any idea how much those things cost? What are you doing? And I'm beating, I'm just wailing away on this, this thing. And I'm, I'm, I'm yelling, you know, it scares me. I hate it. I don't want it. Like, I'm just freaking out, just hammering away on this damn, my buddy doll. Just, you know, there I am. I'm like seven years old, just like losing my ever loving mind. I really want to do a drunk history of that story. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but the my buddy doll has to be played by Koran. <laughs> it won't be able to be a low hanging branch then. And the part of Flanagan has to be played by Whitney. <laughs> Cuz you guys are about the same size. That is true, yeah. <laughs> that is true. Uh so That's yeah, awesome. just just imagine me and when you imagine me, imagine just like a small body with my head the way it looks now. <laughs> And that's about right. And then I am, uh, I'm just, I've got this giant, like, like the, the, the yellow, you know, the, the skinny yellow wiffle ball bat. And I'm just hammering away on this damn my buddy doll. Like, like, not crying, but like yelling. Like, yeah, just like, he scares me. Wham, wham, wham. I don't know. He yeah. My it's, purse. It, so it was, 
it was like I, I can look back and laugh at it now. At the time, I felt so proud because number one, I snuck up on it and I got it. I, like I, I wrestled it to the ground with my awesome ninja moves. Had it in a chokehold, got it outside, tied the rope around its foot, you know, strung it up basically. I was kind of a badass as an eight-year-old, seven-year-old. I don't know what happened, but. Do you remember the episode of South Park where they're doing the parody of uh, Godfather Part Two? Cartman takes I think it's Stan out on like a canoe, mm-hmm. and it, it's you know it's the scene where they they whack uh, Fredo from Part Two. Uh, only it's, it's the kids from South Park, so they get out there and Cartman just has a wiffle ball bat. <laughs> and Stan's like, "What are you doing, Cartman?" He's like, "You did this to yourself." He smacks him with the, with the wiffle ball bat. He's like, ah, "What are you doing?" He's like, "It's gonna take a while. Hold still." <laughs> that's pretty much what it that's was. That's all I can yeah. think of. Yeah. yeah. It was like a very slow, painful death for my buddy. And uh, <laughs> after that point, um, my my mom, although frustrated with the fact that, you know, she spent a lot of money tracking down this really hot toy. Mm-hmm. Um, he tried to murder a gangline style. I did. I was I was hardcore about it, man. Take no prisoners. <laughs> Fuck that doll. So um, I'm so proud of you. So that was that was a uh, what I like to call a holy grail gone wrong. Um, cause that was not a good Holy grail moment because I got no. what I wanted, but it made me, uh, it was not good. So what I'm going to do is, um, at some point I'm going to go through the, um, my, my, my home video DVD and I will find that, um, that screenshot, like I'll screenshot it where you can see me and the, my buddy doll and I'm ignoring the hell out of it. Uh, and <laughs> And uh, I'll, I'll add that as a comment on this episode. So that just you know. in time for the uh, uh, Child's Play remake. Yeah, you're just in time for it. Yeah, like it's Child's Play, the Chris Lanigan story. <laughs> <laughs> One kid's triumph over a creepy ass doll. It is super creepy. Uh, I mean, no, that's like that's obviously where Chucky came from because the two creepiest dolls of of childhood for kids our age are my buddy. And Teddy Ruxpin. Yes. And what is the good guy doll from Chucky? It's my buddy mm-hmm. with a built-in microphone like Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah. Like, that's not a coincidence. Yeah, seriously. We had a Teddy Ruxpin, and I liked to put, like, once I found out that you could just put in, like, any tape, you didn't have to put in just the Teddy Ruxpin tape, mm-hmm. it opens up a whole new world. It's like in Wizard of Oz when Dorothy opens the door and it goes from black <laughs> and white to color, and you realize, like, holy crap, like, I can put, you know, whatever tape I want to in here, and, you know, Teddy Ruxpin will sing, you know, whoever, and it's great. It's it's amazing. Like, oh, yeah, Teddy Ruxpin will sing ACDC. <laughs> like, Teddy Ruxpin will sing Black Sabbath, <laughs> and, and will, and it's awesome. More or less. Yeah, yeah, it's it's close. Close enough for, for to make me laugh. So the, I have the new a, Teddy a sort of sucks, similar though. story from my childhood. Um, when I was growing up, uh, we did some time in Tennessee. You did and, some uh, time. Did some time. <laughs> Nothing good came from Tennessee. My sister. Hey, um, listen, where the whiskey <laughs> flows like wine and the meth labs are divine. It's Tennessee. Baby. <laughs> hey, Tennessee's the patron saint of shooting stuff. So. <laughs> So we lived on a cul-de-sac, and at the other end of this of the cul-de-sac was uh, another family who had another kid my age named Jonathan. Different last name, obviously, but there were two Jonathans. For Christmas one year, I wanted the same thing every kid wanted: the power. 
because you know you were a kid and it was a car and it was awesome and you know if you were lucky your parents might get it for you or santa might get it for you yeah. if you're good enough uh that's all i wanted that year that's all i wanted <clears throat> christmas comes don't get it christmas morning <clears throat> we look outside because it's tennessee there's no such thing as snow no, um no. and and the other jonathan is cruising around the cul-de-sac in a brand new Power Wheels 4x4 Jeep. Now try convincing like four-year-old Jonathan Peacock that Santa didn't just mix up and bring his Jeep to the wrong Jonathan. Yeah. Did, does the did yeah. that John have an H? Uh, because if so, that might have been. H, yes. Yeah. See, that might have been where the clerical error was. Seriously. Yeah. No, it was just it was mixed up and chipping. Uh, but that kid got my Power Wheel, <clears throat> so I got to watch my brother on his three-wheeler and the other jonathan and his jeep and i just got to sit there and ride shotgun thanks for nothing santa <laughs> santa you fat bastard <laughs> well at least you're you're great you didn't get your grail or you didn't become a grail because your your bitch grandmother decided to let your fuckhead cousin borrow it <clears throat> And basically disappear off into the night, never to be seen again with it. So I had. A Was this also in Tennessee? I think so. Close enough. Uh, <laughs> up in the holler. And uh, <laughs> I got to go to the big city every once in a while. And like one of the, one of the few times I got to go to the big city and I, I got to go to a Toys R Us, RIP. Uh, <laughs> this is when like. Um, the the x-men the animated series action figures were like the biggest thing on the planet yeah so yeah i ended up they re, they released like a, a limited edition weapon x wolverine variant that i had never seen before uh and i walked into toys r us and got it. and then i think there was some other show that i was really into it was like uh biker mice from mars <laughs> yes. yes i don't I, I don't know why that resonated with me and i'm still into it now um but I had like two of those action figures, like the main one, like the brown one and the gray one. I think that had the eye patch. And then I had that, that limited edition Wolverine Weapon X variant. And I was just sitting at the house playing with it. And my fucking douchebag cousin, TJ, I don't even know his last name. I just remember his name, TJ. Um, I think he's dead. He's OD'd a couple of times. Uh, <laughs> but, no Narcan for you. The karma got up yeah. to him. Narcan and the holler. He used all of it. Um, <laughs> So this motherfucker starts throwing a fit um, because I wouldn't let him borrow my toys. And I, I was like, what the fuck? I just got these like two days ago. No, you're not fucking borrowing my toys, you cop's name. <laughs> and uh, my grandma, I don't know what the fuck she was thinking. Like, we still we talked about this at Christmas. I went, I flew down to see her, and I was like, do you remember that time you let TJ borrow my toys? And she's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, you're a goddamn liar, woman. And I started shaking her old ass. And uh <laughs> I'm going to break your hip. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm gonna take them dentures out because I'm about to slap the shit out of you. Um, <laughs> Matlock can't save you now. <laughs> no, nah, I would never assault my grandmother, but uh, I thought about it. But yeah, she, she <laughs> let that little cocksucker borrow my toys. And long story short, I never saw them again. That was 30 years ago, and it still chaps my ass to this day that I had just gotten those brand new action figures and was loving them. And she fucking let that cocksucker borrow. Traded him for some Narcan, that piece of shit. 
So long story short, I've spent the rest of my adult life like looking for those toys. And I not only have I never found them, but I guarantee if I did, they'd be way too goddamn expensive. So just remember that, Grandma. When it's time to put you in the home, it better be a cheap <laughs> one. What goes around comes around. I'm going to wait till you get... I don't know, anything. Your medicine? Yeah, I'm going to give that to somebody, you douchebag. Just <laughs> wandered down the hall, needed it more than you did. What the fuck? I, I had yes. all, I grew up poor, but I had all kinds of toys. It was awesome. I, I was poor. I didn't have a pot to piss in, but I didn't know it until I was much older. My parents were awesome. Like, we were always warm, and I always had toys to play with, so life was good. But those were the ones that pissed me off that I never got back. Those, they weren't even, I, they probably weren't even that valuable or that limited, but to me, they were. And the fact that they were taken from my small, grubby, dirty hands and given <laughs> to that fucking drug addict. He was, this was like 20 years before he was a drug addict, but still, I knew it. I knew he was a piece of shit back then, and it just proved me right. Another man's toys and never give them back. Cannot be trusted. It's a dick move. Yeah, that is. That's a, that's a dick move. Yeah. So if you're listening, TJ, I hope you're dead. Do, do, do we? I, I mean, I know we're on iTunes, and I know we're on like you can you can actually play episodes through Alexa. Do you think they get talk nerdy to me in heaven? <laughs> oh, if, they did, heaven if they uh... did, <laughs> if they did, he probably wouldn't be able to hear it anyway. Yeah, he'd do probably. Do you think they get... sold his iPod for some crack? Do you, you think know? they get talk nerdy to me in hell? Of course. Oh, absolutely. I think it's probably like well, on Koran is the most popular show yeah. hosted. I think it's like me and Koran. Me and Koran are making hell great again, remember? That's true, yeah. <laughs> With you and your buddy. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, we we haven't had uh, a lot of jail mail. I do have uh, one piece of jail mail that uh, that we got over break uh, that I need to actually read. Uh, we have I haven't forgotten about it. So we do have a piece of jail mail. That's uh that will be coming soon. So maybe next week we'll do jail mail when Koran's back. Maybe we'll do jail mail. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. if we'll he's see. good. Yeah, if he behaves. If he behaves. Uh, I'll tell you a um <laughs> a uh, a holy grail I've got now is uh, I've been trying to get for for a character that is only one character. Jason Voorhees sure has a lot of looks. <laughs> and because of that there's like I think there's there there's a lot of Jason Voorhees pop vinyls there's you know the standard yes. Jason there's the uh, glow in the dark Jason there's the bloody Jason that's in the two pack with Freddy there's the 8 bit there's the 8 bit with the NES colors there's the baghead there's a lot uh but there's one in particular that I want but it is pretty much the the holy grail that I'm probably never ever going to get it's the San Diego Comic-Con unmasked Jason exclusive and it currently trends for between 4 and 600 dollars and so that's on my wish list but it's probably never going to be something that I own which is okay I mean hey we've all got those I can spend $25 and get the Chinese knockoff, which I'm kind of debating on doing. <laughs> just to say, just to have a spot in my collection for it. But I won't tell anyone. I know, because it just says China version. And I'm like, am I really that opposed to it? It looks pretty close. I mean, 
90% of the people wouldn't be able to tell, you know, that it's not real. But uh, that one, and then there's a uh, Ghostbusters four-pack that is the four Ghostbusters, and they're all covered. In, it's the marshmallow version. Yeah. Wasn't oh, like yeah. a San Diego Comic-Con thing? Yeah, and that one's yeah. like, it's like 150, which is not great, but better than between four and 600. For one, I mean, I could maybe swing that one at some point, but yeah, um, yeah, the the Jason one is just kind of like now that's my uh, as I like to call it, that's my Obi John Green Arrow <sighs> pop vinyl. Yeah. So, <laughs> but right now, man, I'm glad you brought that up because I go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just saying, you told me about that Stash PD website, so I looked up my uh, Grail, which is Leonidas from three hundred. Oh yeah, and it's I mean it's averaging trending at four hundred dollars. So yeah, I'm right there with John. Like that's probably one unless they like I talked about last week. Unless they start like reissuing those original lines, I'll probably never get it. I'm not even all that picky. Like I just <clears throat> I just want that. I want comic book Green Arrow, and I'm prepared to wait for it. It's fine because I wanted comic book Thor for forever and they're finally making that so <sighs> yeah I refuse to pay more than 20 tops for a pop figure considering it's a little what three inch piece of vinyl yeah <clears throat> so 400 bucks you can go fuck yourself yeah I think the, I, I, hate I think it. the most I've ever spent is like 40 or 45 maybe mm-hmm. yeah I mean if it's an exclusive or if it's something that's like you know, if it's an exclusive or it's like a, a, a character that I really like or that, um, you know, has some kind of special meaning or whatever, then, like, yeah, I can justify a little bit more, but not that much. You know, I, I, I'm so stupid. Like I say, I would never spend $400 on a pop. And then what was it last week? I spent $300 on like 30 pops. <laughs> I mean, I know that. <laughs> I mean, I know the math checks out because I'm getting way more for my money. But I mean, if I would just stop buying all the stupid ones that just pop up in my head, because I've been saying for years that all I'm going to do is buy, uh, you know, like Ghostbusters, uh, Star Wars and Rick and Morty. Those are like the only properties I'm going after. And then they keep releasing awesome wrestling ones and they keep doing shit like Caddyshack. And uh, uh, yes. what was the other one? What was the other like random Cheers. Buy those, but that's awesome. Cheers is awesome. Um, there was one more. I thought, oh, the Coming to America. I had yeah. to have those. <laughs> so, I mean, they just keep releasing all these random ass titles, and I'm just just do 300 again, you cocksucker, so I can stop. <laughs> so I can just stop buying you. That's how they're gonna get I've, you. I, I've literally got a room that's like full of. I mean, you've seen it, and like eventually it's gonna be to where I can't even open the fucking door. I'm gonna have to burn the house down to get the popcorn. <laughs> it's the only way uh, to be sure. No, my my. As much as I would love the Green Arrow pop, um, so one of my nerdiest things I collect are unproduced screenplays. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I love knowing what could have been and, and how we got to where we got to. Um, so, uh, since I started collecting, uh, there's a handful that, you know, I know exists somewhere, but I'll probably never find. Um, and I've gone to some dark places on the internet to try to find these. Oh, jeez. Um, 
One of them, uh, I thought for sure by now somebody would have unearthed. Um, so there's there's three on my list. Two are both by the same uh, writer, director, or whatever. Uh, Peter Jackson did a draft of, I think it was the third or fourth Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Um, have not been able to find that. I think it was called oh. the, not the Dream Child. In the, the Dream Lover? There you go. It was like, it was uh, number six, I think. Five or six. Somewhere down the literally, I remember watching that documentary and I'm talking about uh, Peter Jackson writing a screenplay for, for Friday the th- or uh, for Nightmare on Elm Street movie. And I'm like, what? Because um, I mean, nowadays he's known as the Lord of the Rings guy, but back then he was he was the brain dead guy. Like, so um, I would love to find that just to see what his, what, what crazy young Peter Jackson had in mind for Freddy Krueger. Um, same, uh, um, same guy, Peter Jackson, before Lord of the Rings went to uh, New Line and became a trilogy. It was at a different production company that I can't remember the name of um, as two movies. I would love to find the two movie script for Lord of the Rings. I know it exists. Uh, because when they, at the last minute, got picked up by New Line to do a trilogy, they had to throw out the the previous two film script and start over from scratch for the three film script. Uh, but I would love to see what the two movie version of that twelve hour enormity would have been. Uh, and then my absolute holy grail, I'm never going to find it because I'm pretty sure it doesn't exist, uh, at least in any form you can find on the internet. Um, Flanagan, you know where I'm going with oh, this. Oh, I, I the, sure do, because we've talked about it before. We have the original concept script for a little film called Ghostbusters, written by 80s Dan Aykroyd, <laughs> which is reportedly anywhere from 280 to 320 pages. To put that in perspective, a normal script is about 120 pages, uh, where he and it was supposed to be Belushi at the time, travel through time and space to fight ghosts. Yeah, they were like ghost janitors who would travel through time. Yeah, it was so weird. Um, I don't think it exists outside of Danny's handwritten story on, like, legal pads. Like, I don't think it was ever typed in any official capacity um, because I don't even know if he finished it uh, before Belushi passed and then... Uh, Reitman and Harold Ramis came on and they, they basically started from scratch um, with the, the script of what we know now. Uh, but I would choke somebody out and tie them up and beat them with a wiffle ball <laughs> bat, uh, Flanagan style, yeah! to get my hands on that original script. That's how you know you're serious. Uh, and I had a shit my pants moment. Um, I, I had a friend who was lucky enough to get invited out to um, the Sony backlot to the ghost core office uh, when they had that fan um, trailer reveal event. And in their offices, they have a big uh, like trophy case. with all kinds of ghostbuster memorabilia, like, you know, some merchandise and, and all kinds of stuff like that. And in that case was a red, a beat to shit red uh, like notebook with what looked like yellow paper inside. And I literally, he, he posted it on Facebook and I messaged him right away. And I'm like, dude, like third shelf, four items over red notebook. Is that what I think it is? Um, and he actually went back and asked, uh, and it, it turned out it was, it was, I think Reitman's personal copy of the shooting script. 
um, from the first movie, which is cool, um, but not quite what I thought it was. You need to tweet Dan Aykroyd and ask him if it exists. I'm sure he'd reply. Uh, I'd have to get on Twitter to do that. You just have to keep asking him, like that guy from uh, the Bill Murray documentary. You just got to keep, um, you just got to okay. keep tweeting Dan Aykroyd. I'm sure. Hold on, let me see if Dan, Dan Aykroyd's got to be on Twitter. Hold on. I'm sure somewhere. I'm sure he's on there, and you just ask him that Dan crystal head vodka Ack- guy. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd at Dan underscore Aykroyd. There you go. Yeah. Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd, the comedian, actor, screenwriter, musician, UFOlogist, and purveyor mm-hmm. of fine spirits. Um, so yeah, he's, he's active. Let me see if he replies to people. Go for it. Uh, see what happens. But yeah, that is my absolute like adult Holy grail. Mostly because like I said, I don't, I don't think it, it, I know it doesn't exist in any kind of digital format, like a PDF or anything. Um, and I don't think it even ever got past like just him handwriting out his notes and his thoughts. I, I don't know if it ever was like typed where it could be photocopied or I don't know. Um, I just know, God, I wish I could get my hands on that. That'd be awesome. I want to read the Edgar Wright Ant-Man, too. Yes. Oh, yeah, that would be good. All, like, eight versions of the script. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Edgar Wright. (sighs) He was in, what the hell did I see him in recently that, like, made no sense? He was commenting on something. He was in like some documentary about something. And I was like, it makes no real sense for him to be in this. But like, it's cool that he's there. He does that. Oh, yeah, it was. um, I've been watching um, episodes of that Eli Roth's History of Horror. Oh, okay. And I skipped the um, I skipped the first one because obviously it's about George Romero and zombies and George Romero is a hack. Everybody knows that. Um, <laughs> wow! I, I, fuck George Romero. I don't like anything that he's done. Um, okay. He just became a parody of himself at the end. But anyway, can't argue that. So I skipped through. I skipped past that one because the episodes two and three are is a, it's a two parter about slashers. Wait, wait, hold on. They start with zombies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's what's sexy or was yeah. sexy. Um, yeah. Okay. Episode one is all about zombies, and then episode two and three. Is a two, it's a two-parter about the '80s slasher craze, and I got through the first one. I just haven't watched the second, the like the the second part of that yet. So um, they're just not even going to actually talk about the birth of horror. Well, I'm sure they're. Gonna, I'm sure they're the gonna, universal horror or the Hammer horror. Really I'm sure really they're coming back to zombies. that. I'm sure they're going to come back around to it. I just haven't <sighs> seen any of the other episodes. I was going through the episode guide and I was like, which one do I want to watch? And it was like zombies and George Romero. And I just went, ha. Fuck that next. And it's the slasher episode. And I was like, done. Because obviously <laughs> it's me. I mean, friggin' of course. So I watched that that one. And then it's like next time on part two of the slasher. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> it's a part two. What? So uh, I need to watch the second half of it because obviously. Um, so. But yeah, um, Edgar Wright is in it and talking about slasher movies. And I was just like, that's weird because I wouldn't picture him as a slasher guy. But here we are. So, yeah, you know. Interesting. He still has the crazy hair. He looks all crazy. What is he working on? Is he still 
like I think the last time thing I saw he was he had a draft for Baby Driver too. I think that's his next project, but I don't know if it's been announced. It's gonna be kind of hard to do without Kevin Spacey. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, didn't he didn't he die in the first movie? The last movie? Yeah, I but remember. I was hoping it would be a prequel about the, uh, okay. whatever job Baby pulled to piss him off and be in debt to uh, him for like a million dollars. So I I I don't I hated that movie. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. Yeah, <sighs> you know. And I the like other Holy the, Grails. Uh, I like Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Yay. <laughs> we yeah. We like Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. I'm trying to think. More Holy Grails. Uh, no, I'm basically like a spoiled man child. I just I buy everything <laughs> I want. Yeah. I think we did a, a thing a while back about stuff you wanted as a kid that you have now. Because like yeah. when we first did that, I was like, well, yeah, I wanted a pulse rifle. I've got one now. Uh, <laughs> Proton pack. I've got one now. Uh because that's what our generation does is we buy the shit now we didn't have when we were a kid. Right. That's part of being an adult. It's buying the stuff that your parents wouldn't buy you as a kid and eating cookies for dinner. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. pretty much pretty and, much. Then, and bills. Those are pretty much the three things that make you an adult. <laughs> uh, that's uh, it. I remember wanting a lightsaber super bad because, mm-hmm. you know, obviously I grew up on Star Wars, but we yeah. were kids our age were in that weird time period where like the original toys were out of stores because the movies were done. Yeah. Uh, but we hadn't quite caught around to like prequel stuff yet. Uh, because it was like 96 or 97, uh, when they put out those terrible, horrible bodybuilder, uh, Star Wars action figures. Oh my God. Uh, oh God yeah. I remember those. Yeah. yeah. That was, uh, it's called power of the force. Volume two is what it's referred to. That whole line of toys. But uh, I remember, I think it was, yeah, like 96, 97, somewhere in there, they finally made a, a lightsabers again um, with the, uh, the you know, the ones that light up and make noise and have the telescoping blade. And yeah. I finally got, finally got my lightsaber. My mom used to get mad because what I would do is I would take, um, we had these plastic, um, these plastic things that would hold uh, coin rollers. Uh-huh. And so, like, you'd put the paper in them and then you'd put the coins in it, but it was like this plastic thing that looked like that. And what I would do is I would go to all of the, the blinds that we had and I would take the, uh, the plastic, like the, the turny thing off mm-hmm. and I would put that inside the plastic coin roller and that would be my lightsaber. Nice. And then I would swing them around. I'd break them. And then my parents would get pissed because I would break the part of the blinds that lets you open and close them. <laughs> so they couldn't, they couldn't open and close the blinds because I would take the little, <laughs> I'd take the little, the little plastic rod. Like yeah, if, you, if you have the, the Venetian blinds, yeah, I would take those yep. and I'd put it inside the little plastic coin roller and then I'd like swing it around and inevitably it would break. And then my mom would get pissed because she's like, well, now how are we going to open the damn blinds? Cause then you'd have to reach up to the little hook and it was, it was just a pain in the ass, but I wanted to be a Jedi and it was the early nineties and there were no lightsabers in stores. Yep. So you had to make do. By God. I mean, I, I said at least I didn't like paint it blue or something. So many uh, wrapping paper tubes from Christmas. Yeah. Sacrificed to the lightsaber gods yep. at the uh, the Peacock House. Yep. Oh, man. Good times. Good times. Yep. Great oldies. <laughs> uh, so I, I appreciate you guys going down memory lane with me for... Some holy grails of yesteryear and today. It's always a good time. Yeah. 
yeah, I'm also yeah. trying to figure out how the uh, the three pack of that was released like two years ago of uh, pop vinyls of Tom Brady, Julian Edelman, and Rob Gronkowski is like 150 bucks. They keep fucking winning Super Bowls. <laughs> like I just I want to buy that pack, and it's it's too much for three sportsing guys. He's so, got you there. I mean, well, I mean, how do you think I feel? I've got like two Le'Veon Bells and three Antonio Browns that I'm gonna have to take to the range and shoot now. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. I mean, you got to do that, but then you also have to shoot that uh, Indiana Jones Blu-ray first. I still do. Where the fuck is it at? Yeah, you got to shoot that one as a, as a, as a video for the show. Yeah, show page. Yeah, I'm definitely doing that this summer. That's that's epic. I can't wait for that. That was that's like that's a uh, we're we're going on like a year on that joke because it's it's that good that it's it's the new uh, Zelda uh, yeah debate. It's yeah. like uh, Sting has turned and he's up in the cr- in, in the rafters, but we we won't have him wrestle yet. We're gonna make him wait 18 months before he wrestles because then the hype is built up. That's basically what we're doing with this joke about Julian shooting a Blu-ray copy of Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull because you know oh it'll happen it, it will happen yeah. oh it will happen it is what it is and then Bret Hart's going to get involved and everyone's just going to be disappointed <laughs> much like real life much like Starcade '97 that's a Starcade '97 joke kids. so while we're making up stories yeah while we're just making shit up. Oh, that's fantastic. Can we talk about how um uh, I'll use the example that you gave to 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 segue to this. Oh, may, may I please? Yeah, please, please do. So, I mean this so okay, this this fits into a couple categories. Uh one of our favorites uh being we hate nerds. Uh <laughs> yes, we know. Yeah. Our show is called Taught Nerdy to Me and we're all pretty much self-professed nerds. We get that. We get that. We're not we get that. But um some nerds just need a good punch in the face. Yep. Um, or the so... dick. Because <laughs> it's the only action their nerd dick is going to get is getting punched. Eh, he's not wrong. That was harsh, uh, and I feel a little bad for it, but not bad enough to say I'm sorry. I, I don't know why you would feel bad about that. Uh, no, some some nerds... <sighs> okay, so this is a real thing, um, and I couldn't believe it when I read it, but it's it's real. Um I forget the name of the guy, but the current writer of the Venom comic book is receiving death threats and threats of bodily harm from fans who are mad about the direction he's taking the character in. Now stick with me because it hasn't gotten nuts yet. The direction he took the character in spoiler. If you haven't read Venom number 11 or whatever it is, um, it was revealed that the the symbiote um, has literally gotten inside Eddie Brock's head and has been for quite some time, and has been implanting or deleting memories from Eddie's head um, to the point where, like, a character who and I haven't read Venom in forever, so I, I don't know any of this stuff. Uh, the article told me um, apparently <laughs> there's a character who Eddie believes since he was introduced was his brother that is apparently his son 
that's not what they're mad about. Hold on. Well, so I was gonna say, okay, like I'm, yeah, I'm buckled no, in. On. I'm buckled hold in, on. and that's not so bad. The reason they're mad about this is because uh, with this information, Eddie and the symbiote obviously are not getting along very well. Uh, it seems like they're building up kind of a, uh, a storyline of Eddie wanting to get rid of the symbiote. Um, the kick is fans are mad about this because they don't want that relationship strained because they're shipping Eddie Brock and Venom. Now, now do us a favor. Just uh-huh. do, do us a favor real quick for all uh-huh. of the, the, um, as Straits. Yeah. Yeah. As, as you guys call them, the filthy casuals, uh, and explain uh-huh. what, what shipping is. They want that, to see yeah. a romantic relationship between Eddie Brock and the alien symbiote inside of him. I yeah, I'm out. I'm out. Right? I, I'm not down with that. So they are sending death threats to the writer of the comic for jeopardizing their own headcanon. Which brings us to today's topic. Mm. Is headcanon, i.e. are nerds, ruining their own fandoms? Isn't this the exact same thing they tried to do with, like, Supernatural and say, like, Sam and Dean were actually gay lovers? Uh, I mean, yeah, that fanfic exists. uh, But, like, I don't think the writers ever got death threats. I don't think. It's possible. I don't know. But that, that... Reading that article, it, it just triggered so much of me of, of like, because people ship uh, uh, in, in the MCU, people hardcore were shipping Steve Rogers and Bucky after Civil War uh, because, God forbid, two heterosexual males have a good relationship. Uh, no, that means they must be gay and in love with each other. Um, but what do I know? I'm a, yeah, that checks out white male so fuck I mean, me don't don't uh don't google this podcast because there's there's <laughs> ship stories about all of us um it's kind of unsettling because half of them were written by koran <laughs> which makes it even weirder yeah but he wrote them under his pen name of um yeah. uh, frank darabont yeah, his pseudonym stephen king um <laughs> Uh, see, you, no, you can, so, you can understand those jokes if you subscribe to our tip jar and get access to the Talk Nerdy to Me Vault RSS feed. So, like, the whole idea of, and I don't want to get into to shipping as a problem uh, no, in fandom, because yeah. that's, that's still kind of a, all right, you kids have fun in your weird little corner of the internet there. I can only post um, that Family Guy throw-up gif so many times. I literally have a friend who writes uh, Harry Potter fanfic. Uh, it's mostly uh, Harry and um, um, Draco Malfoy. Say, uh, for the shipping. love of God, say Dumbledore. Yeah, no, no. I don't uh, know anyway, any of those characters, but it's no, fun not, to say we're not, Dumbledore. We're not going down that rabbit hole. We're not talking about fan shipping. No, Thank you. <laughs> we're not different that show. show. Yeah, we're not that Yet. show. Um, no, 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 no. That day is the day I'm out. Okay, well, well, shipping does fall into a wider umbrella of fan head cannon, and what I mean by cannon, cannon meaning not a thing you shoot a, a ball out of at a pirate ship, uh, cannon meaning like official continuity of a story. Um, so for example, uh, uh, should have done better homework and had a better example of cannon. Um, 
So for instance, okay. um, okay, good. uh, like the, uh, they're, they're, in in the Ghostbusters I, comic, okay, uh, the 2016 movie is canon with the 84 movie because they cross over. Exactly. Or right. um, if you watched Han Solo, uh, uh, the Solo movie, mm-hmm. um, Darth Maul surviving episode one is now officially canon because it showed up in a movie. Right. 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 Um, stuff like that. So that's what I mean by canon, meaning in the official continuity of a property. That's what it means. So head canon is nothing new for fandoms. And that's, that's part of the fun of being a fan is imagining stories you can tell in, in that world with those characters. It's fine. It's nothing new. The difference is back in the day, head canon meant little Johnny out in the backyard playing with the Star Wars toys, coming up with new stories and new crazy adventures that, you know, Han and Chewie and Luke got into this week. Now, it's jackasses on YouTube uh, or or anywhere on the internet, uh, you know, writing fan fiction and, and pitching their headcanon in videos of, you know, about, uh, you know, the 18 uh, videos that came out in this last hour uh, about um, um, what's going to happen in Endgame. Um, shit like that. Uh, it is it is <clears throat> enormously prevalent because, again, the internet, it's great because everyone gets a voice. It sucks because everyone gets a voice. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's it's so much more vocal now. Everyone has a place to to the, your head. Canon isn't just your ideas in your head anymore. It's out there for everybody. Um, yeah. And unfortunately, the vast majority of the people that come up with those ideas are not good at it. <laughs> no. And they're usually like garbage stories and ideas and thoughts and that's why like you're not a professional writer so you shouldn't be doing that but here we are your voice is equal and i agree that um you know you should have a place for your voice but like we should probably lock that away on the weird part of the internet mm-hmm. like we, we should just lock that just completely away and just like yeah yeah Yep. Because I'm I'm all for being passionate about stuff and like that's one of the reasons why uh Marvel's what if comics mm-hmm. were always like super cool to me because it was like oh cool like what if something alternate happened and there was a uh, there was a set uh that I always go back to that if you can find them it's called Star Wars Infinities. Yes. And it takes uh the 3 classic Star Wars movies or up until uh, Force Awakens came out I said the three Star Wars movies that matter and <laughs> it it takes one small detail in that movie and then it plays out the rest of the trilogy based on that one small change like for instance in Empire in the Empire Strikes Back set it's Luke dies on Hoth is it Hoth? Whatever the uh, the ice planet, yeah. Yep. And and Han Solo goes to train with Yoda instead, which I know sounds oh. like it doesn't make sense. And you're like, what the fuck? That doesn't make sense. He's not a Jedi, but it plays out, and like a lot of other stuff happens, and then you get like it plays out the rest of the the, the trilogy from that point, and it's really cool, and it's like all of these alternate, like what if that happened? What if that happened? That's really cool. 
And that stuff's awesome because it's like, you know, written by professional writers Mm -hmm. that like know what they're doing and aren't fucking weird. And it's also done in the spirit of, hey, this isn't, you know, official, but wouldn't it be fun to play around? Uh, that's what's fun about the, the the DC Elseworlds and the the Marvel What If is, look, this isn't a, like you know this isn't real for lack of a better word, but we're just playing with the story. Like, right. What right. if you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, what if Stan Lee created the DC universe? That's a thing. It's not very good, but it's a thing. No, no. Um, there's uh they're still doing it. Just a couple months ago, they did a bunch of what ifs. Uh, I have what if um, Thor was raised by frost giants. It's not a great story, but it's got a badass cover uh, of, of frost giant Thor with a giant ice hammer. Oh, that's um, yeah. Which is like 90% cool. of why I bought it. But uh, like, yeah, those are fun because it, it's a, for lack of a better term, what used to say in the theater when I was a theater jock, um, it's a safe yeah, place to did do it. safe things. You did it. I did it. It's nice. Did it a while ago. Said, I know. It took me a second to load it up. It took me a second to load it up. Sorry. You had to find the button. Yeah, I did. I did. I had to turn the volume back up. All right. There we go. But I, in that same vein, I think that a lot of the what if comics um, have actually spawned pretty cool series because I, I don't, I don't know for sure, and this may be just me talking about it in my head, but I, it makes me feel like the whole Spider Gwen thing kind of started out as a what if or fan canon. Um kind of thing and then that rolled into like a badass uh i think spider Gwen's one of the cooler characters especially from the aspect of like into the spider verse and all that stuff like what if peter parker died and then gwen had gotten bitten by the spider rather than him you know i just that's one of those scenarios that i think one of the like you said a professional writer thought about it put a lot of time and effort into it fleshed it out and didn't make it to where just everybody is fucking the whole time (laughs) Yeah, just, it's not. It's not written by some guy who was like yeah, his, some fucking some fucking art nerd that just yeah. is sitting there with his subway degree talking about how <laughs> Venom and Eddie Brock should be mind fucking like yeah. the the things on Pandora from fucking Avatar. He's like I don't, whatever. Ah, uh, those are called the Navi. Thank you very much. <laughs> Actually, written by a guy who's like living a every day is like a sixth grade dance where everybody's out having fun and he's in the corner reading a friggin like I want to say Dungeons and Dragons manual but I don't want to insult John and like eating a pop tart just like yeah I'm having fun it would be great if we made him kiss like (laughs) fucking weird like there no so there's I mean yeah, I think the part we're getting at is, and Julian, you're absolutely right. Like, uh, Spider Gwen did start as is a kind of a what if someone else was bitten by the spider, which then kind of like Silk in the Spider-Man comics is kind of pretty much the same thing. Only mm-hmm. like Gwen exists in her own sort of like side alternate universe. Uh, like she definitely interacts with the main universe more than she should because she's popular. But yeah. um, like Silk is basically the same thing. It's, it's a, someone after Peter got bit, the spider bit somebody else before it died. Uh, and we're just now finding out about it kind of deal. So, like, yeah, it's fun to play around with that stuff. And and sometimes it does lead to really cool stuff like Spider-Man, great example. Um, but where it starts to do a disservice to the fandom, um, and, and what I really wanted to get at is <clears throat> headcanon becoming a f- – or, or, I'm not I'm trying to – <laughs> Take two. Yeah. Take two. Yeah. My mouth just stopped. 
Uh, I was about to say, do you need us to take over while you jot down some notes? What's going on? <laughs> a stroke? What just happened? A little bit, yeah. Do you smell uh, burning hair right now? My, my mouth couldn't keep up with my brain. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, did you, did the left side of your body just go numb. This <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, where headcanon starts to become a problem is when fans grip onto it way too tightly and, and when headcanons uh, begin to supplant official canon. And I'm going to get super nerdy for a second um, and shout out to Commander Scott for helping me out with some of my dates on this one. We're going to talk Star Trek for a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. It's it's, it's, as an example. Star Trek fans hate every new Star Trek show ever made as soon as it comes out. Uh, You don't believe me? You can go Google it. Well, yeah, Um, because every Star Trek show sucks. I don't know. I'm just saying it. Okay. I'm just saying that. that's, that's not that's not true. That's not true. But no. Uh, so and this is something that uh, Scott and I have talked about. So I I, uh, I wanted to steal his idea um, or his example. So Star Trek: The Next Generation comes out, and Trek fans hate it. They literally boycott uh, outside CBS about this isn't Trek. This is terrible. How dare you do this? Now Next Generation is one of the most beloved shows. It, it it rivals, if not overtakes, the original series in terms of popularity. But part of the reason uh, fans were so pissed is you know, this is harder to to grasp nowadays, where you know popular IPs never go away. But from the time the original series was canceled in 1969, yeah, just pausing for laughter. From 1969 until 1987, when Next Generation debuted, um, there was no new Trek on TV. Uh, There were some, you know, the the movies came out in 78, 79. uh, But for a good 10 years, there was absolutely no new Trek at all in any capacity. And it was not until 87 when Next Generation and new show came around. So in between... Uh, 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 that time uh, where the show was canceled before the movie started up for the show started up again, fans had to fill in the blanks themselves. You know, they, they, um, there were role-playing games and novels and all kinds of stuff to kind of keep it going. But basically it was, it was up to the fans to, if you, you know, at that time the show was canceled and done, you know, the, 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 you know, 69, you didn't bring back failed TV shows or whatever. It's canceled. Hey guys, it's dead now. Uh, they, they were, you know, they wouldn't let it die. So a lot of things that fans came up with, uh, by the time you get to the movies and next generation, okay, those fans are now becoming writers on the show. Some things kind of get written into the show. You know, the, the head cannon kind of gets, uh, like the official nod of, okay, that's, that's, we're going to make that a real thing now. Um, but when the opposite happens, anytime something comes out in the official canon that rivals or, or uh, contradicts head canon, fans lose their shit about it. And it's not just Star Trek that does it. Star Wars does it, too. Uh, when Disney took over Star Wars and announced that the entire extended universe up to that point was no longer officially canon, fans lost their fucking minds. 
because the comics and the books that they'd spent 30 years reading and in the all the minute factoids and minor characters like Mara Jade and everything that you know they could rattle off the top of their head yeah all the 30 years you spent you know saying you knew more about Star Wars than other people doesn't fucking matter anymore because none of it's canon anymore yeah, suck nerd. it nerd yeah, like where they like where they dropped a moon on fucking Chewbacca's head and squished him like a fucking tick. Yep, not canon anymore. Never happened. Pussies. A weird dream. <laughs> like, and and just just to prove that point, I know people who still have not uh, have not watched a Star Wars movie, TV show, read a Star Wars book or comic book or anything since that announcement came out. Yeah, it's sad. Because they made they made them that angry. That's stupid. I'm just gonna say it right now, it's stupid. I mean, I'm with you and I agree with you because I think that is really dumb. I mean, I think any time that you try like the hill that you want to die on is that your like your made up theory holds more water than what the official people who are behind it say is true. That's kind of where I'm like, yeah, I'm out like best of luck in crazy town, <laughs> like two doors down from flavor town. You're in crazy town and you're by yourself and it's sad. <laughs> you can go to flavor town and there's a lot of people in flavor town, but crazy town is, is, is population one. It's well, population two. It's you and Fred Durst, and that's it. <laughs> and everything else is just like it's it's stupid. Like I I never understand why uh, you would you would look at somebody who creates something, and you're like, now nah, you're wrong. What I what I think is more accurate than what you think, even though you made it. Mm-hmm. The, the thought process of like you put enough time and effort into it. Like I, I only read maybe three or four of the expanded universe books. Like I read the dark Bane trilogy, um, which was pretty awesome. But I mean, I guess if I'd spent more period to where, you know, that's all you had. So you, that's all you're focused on. So you're just doing nothing but reading those, like the dark horse comics and the books. And, you know, that's just, that's your whole life or everything you're interested in. And then for the company just to come out and be like, uh, fuck you. We just hit the delete button. None of that counts now. I get where you could be at piss because you feel like you wasted all that time and effort, you know, getting invested in a universe that all of a sudden has the rug pulled out from under you. But just like you said, it's not yours. Right. Well, like you and, don't own it. It's the fucking company. Like if that's what they want to do, then. Well, like, okay, take, take shadows of the empire. I'll, I'll use this example. Shadows of the empire. Great story. Great book, became a video game, all that stuff. Does the fact that it's now not officially part of the... Like, it's still part of the Star Wars expanded universe. So, like, it still exists in some place. It's just not, like, movie timeline official. It's what they call legends now. Right. Like, does does, does that have any impact on the quality of the story? No, it's still a really fun story and it's still got really great characters in it and it's still fun to read and the game is really fun and 
like it's still like it doesn't lose any of the qualities that made you like it so much in the first place. Same with Forest Unleashed. Right. Like, does it make it does does it all of a sudden be like, oh, well, now the game's only a two out of ten because it's not officially officially official anymore. And it wasn't like they canceled all the prior extended universe stuff and then didn't like in a vacuum. They said, you know, no, none of that counts anymore because we're going to, now that these movies are happening, Mm -hmm. we, the studio, are going to be writing our own official extended universe stuff. Uh, Because, and this is, you know, the novels and the comics and stuff contradicted each other all the time because there wasn't any one central person to be like, uh, no, this needs to change because that doesn't, you know, go with what we established in this book. Or, no, you can't do that in this comic because it's being, you know, like, there's stuff that, because, you know, whatever the author wanted to do, they did, basically. Uh, other than, you know, rewriting major, like, you know, uh, stuff from the movies, you were pretty much free to do whatever you wanted. Now, it's all being headed by Lucasfilm. There's a Lucasfilm story department. So every book, comic, video game, uh, internet cartoon, short, uh, TV series, whatever, um, is all basically cleared through this story group to make sure everything fits together, everything lines up, nothing contradicts itself. Um, so it's it's actually like they're giving the extended universe this proper credit of hey, there's a life for these these stories and these characters outside of the movies, and we should give them just as much care and attention as we did the films. It wasn't like they were just saying, yeah, none of that counts anymore. Yeah. And then not giving you anything to replace it with. Basically, hey, that doesn't count. It still exists. You can still read it. It's still great. Uh, we're going to come up with a new official timeline now, though. Yeah. What you should get out of that is, hey, we're going to make a shit ton more Star Wars stuff. Yeah. And and I just I don't get why everybody thinks that, that immediately just, well, all the other stories, like those stories are worthless now. No, like you can still pick up one of those books and read it and still be really entertained and have a lot of fun with it. Well, I think what it comes down to is, and it's the final thing I want to bring up today on this topic, um, headcanon and fans getting pissed off because something contradicts their headcanon or their idea of what a character or a story should be. And, you know, doing things like sending authors death threats or boycotting movies or swearing off a franchise all comes down to one thing. Where did it come from sense of fan entitlement? Who hurt you? That's <laughs> really the question at the core of all of this is who well, hurt you? That's a bigger question. Show me on this pop vinyl where the person hurt you. <laughs> it's a 10-inch pop vinyl, so it's big enough that you can point oh, out okay, where, okay. where it hurt It's got you. more detail. Yeah, yeah, it's bigger. So you can point out exactly where this person uh. hurt you. Uh, somewhere along the lines, fans got this feeling of, and I'm guilty of doing this myself, um, that you supported a franchise. So, again, we'll use Star Wars as an example. I, I supported Star Wars in the dark times, and we didn't have any movies coming out, and you know, all we had were books and comics and maybe you know, a rare action figure. And you know, I was there. I supported it. You guys owe me now. Well, yeah, that's like... Uh... That's like um, uh, my boy, one half of the best friends in the world, uh, my buddy CM Punk, tells the story of like when people would ask him for an autograph and he would be like, no. They would be like, man, I bought your shirt. I paid for your house. You owe me whatever. 
And it's like, fucker, no, I don't. It's not how life works. That's not how it works. Like, I bought your house. Like, that's it's a running joke where, like, people like people have legitimately told him, I paid for your house. You can, you know, sign this magazine so I can flip it on eBay. It's that, yeah, it's that... I, I I greatly appreciate people being passionate about stuff, and that's what causes people people being fans of stuff is what encourages them to be creative and do their own thing, and you know can help so many things. I'm totally down with that. It's when you cross over that line, and there's a line where you get into that like obsessive weird part where like. I'm completely fine with if, if, you know, John, you and I have a discussion where, okay, like, let's say they announce a new Power Rangers movie and it's a continuation of the last one. And you're like, I didn't really like the, the first one. Uh, I don't think it's going to be that good. I'm not going to go see it. Okay. That's cool. Like, that's your thing. You don't want to see it. That's fine. But I mean, you, you can just like, there was a time before the internet where people just didn't do stuff or didn't like stuff and they just kept it to themselves and just did something else. Hmm. And now we're kind of at this point where like, you have to know how much I don't like something and you have to know how much it just makes me so mad that you're doing something that I don't like because I can do it better. And you're going to listen to me because I have an outlet. So I, I have to use it. I'll use a personal example. Uh, DC is canceling Green Arrow after issue 50, which comes out next month. Uh, yeah. D, what the hell, DC? You owe me. I've been buying Green Arrow for decades. You you owe me. How dare you cancel this book? I bought it when your storyline was Green Arrow is a werewolf. I'm not making that up. I wish I was. <clears throat> you, yep. Yep. Fucking five issues on that shit. Yep. Do you want to live in a world where Green Arrow only goes 50 issues, but according to Jim, ran eight seasons? Why do you hurt me? <laughs> well, that's, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sure the book will be back, but like, there's, yeah, there's, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. there's people out there, and I'm, I'm warning you now, when I go to pick up issue 50, my, my Snapchat that day is going to be me flicking off DC because fuck you, DC, you owe me. Um, (laughs) but no, like there's, there's that sense of like, you know, if you supported something now they owe you back for supporting it. It's like, no, that's not how it works. No, I don't walk up to Nathan Fillion or Joss Whedon and say, Hey, you owe me because I watched Firefly. It's like, no, Hey, thanks. I really liked Firefly. Yeah. That's how that relationship works. They created something that you enjoyed. What did you get out of it? You got to enjoy that thing that they did. When did we lose the GR from the gratitude and just start showing everybody attitude? That's what I want to know. When the hell did that happen? That was a bad joke I've ever heard. That was fucking awesome. When, when did that happen that we just stopped like appreciating stuff and like just because like you know just because you can do something like bitch about something incessantly doesn't mean that you should (laughs) and just because like yeah you know you know there used to be a time where oh like there's a tv show that i don't like that 
Oh, Scott Foley's in his uh, his 34th TV show this season. I'm probably not going to watch it because, you know, whatever. I don't have to go online and tell everybody that I can't believe that they're doing this show and that it looks so stupid, blah, 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 whatever. You can just move on and let, like, because there's somebody out there who's going to enjoy whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You can What's wrong with Scott Foley? I don't he's 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 uh he's television poison. He's he's the worst. Fucking show Scandal. That show was fucking terrible, but Scott Foley was one of the better parts of that show. I'm ashamed to admit that I've seen every episode of Scandal, but (laughs) that's okay. You've got that, Koran's got pretty little liars. It's fine. (laughs) I'll call him out on it. It's fine. He's not here to defend himself. Nope. I mean Scott. <laughs> uh, yeah. You ever have? I mean, <laughs> I think like like they're they're advertising that called... new show that's out. Like it's, I think it's out tonight. That that it starts tonight. Here's the problem with that show is they've been advertising it like really heavily for about a month and a half. I feel like it's already been on for like a year, and it premieres tonight. I'm just I'm tired of the show already. Yeah, it feels like this is season two already. Yeah, it really does, because it's like, like I saw an ad, and it's like, you know, Wednesday, blah, 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 the series premiere, and I'm like, wait, what the hell? <laughs> How is this show not on, like, episode 96 by now? Because I've been, I feel like I've known about it for 10 years. It's got, what, Maggie from The Walking Dead in it? Yeah. So. Yeah. So basically, is there, is there nobody left on The Walking Dead? That's my question. Is no, like Michonne the only one left? Yeah, the only one cares about Daryl yeah. and uh, uh, what's his name? The uh, the guy that I the guy that I like, um, uh, Negan Morgan Jones and Negan. I love Negan. Negan's a yeah, Negan's awesome, but Negan's a bad. It's weird. But but yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail us, but I was just like. <laughs> Scott Foley's not that bad. Uh, he was not the worst part of Scrubs, but he was not one of the better parts of Scrubs. Oh, see, Scrubs doesn't exist in my universe, so it <laughs> doesn't hate, bother me. You hate Zach Braff. I know. They, I, okay, by the way, I want to give everybody an update. Da-da. I don't have the Unsolved Mysteries music, but update. Uh, <laughs> you can now add Scrubs as the second pop vinyl set that I have bought all of the the, the entire set. Yeah, I now own all, all four of the Golden Girls and then all four of the Scrubs Pops. So, uh, eight bucks a piece on Amazon. Thanks. Nice. Dirt cheap, cheaper than retail, baby. So I just I, I want to do like a, a public service announcement. So <laughs> I'm kind of just going off script here, but um, I was having to be looking at my TV and it just popped up on my 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 Fire Stick, and it was. Uh, if anybody's ever heard of or had any anticipation for the movie The Man Who Killed Hitler and then The Bigfoot? <laughs> I'm starring. Starring fucking uh, Sam Elliott, uh, mm. best mustache in history. Um, have any inclination towards watching that movie? Run outside and just grab a tree branch and shove it as far up your ass as you possibly can because that movie is fucking cancer. I'll be right back. Uh, like it is the, <laughs> it's the, it's terrible. It's got like two cool scenes in it, and it's just a blithering, this stupid ass almost love story. It's so gay. It's the worst <laughs> fucking movie I've ever seen, and I've seen The Notebook. 
<laughs> is it's it just so bad? Is it better it's... or worse than Nazis at the center of the earth? Uh, where where they I dig, haven't seen it. Where the Nazis, I haven't seen it, but I'm guaranteeing Nazis at the center of the earth is probably better. Where where in order to eventually win World War II, the Nazis buried Hitler's disembodied head in the center of the earth for safekeeping. And they eventually put it on this giant, like, robot spider thing and turn him into, like, a... It, yeah, that's it's, way better. Yeah, it's fucking weird. But, yeah, Nazis at the center of the earth. Look it up. It's crazy. Yeah, that's way better. Because the Bigfoot, <laughs> the Bigfoot is not really, like, the Bigfoot. It's just, it looks like Chaka from Lost in Space. <laughs> a, like, a worse version of the costume. Like, it's... It's so bad. So do it's we do so we live in bad. an era where the Jack Link's Bigfoot looks better than a major motion picture adaptation of Bigfoot? Yes, I think the budget for the commercial was more than the movie. So <laughs> it's just this. I can't. I just can't tell you how. Gosh, how disappointed I was. It's not like I was mad. I was disappointed. I felt like my father. Um, I was just like, I'm so disappointed. But I sat there and wasted like an hour and a half of my life. And isn't that the that worst to just feel disappointed, to just be like, I'm not even mad at this point. Yeah, and I was, I've, I forced myself to finish it. But I'm, go- I mean, I do that all the time because that's my, kind of my thing <laughs> is I watch, I watch, I'm very masochistic in the ways that I watch terrible, I'm like, terrible TV shows and get wrapped up and shit like that. I watch terrible movies and it's just, this is the next one in a very long line of fucking time wasters that if I could go back and see my younger self, I'd punch him right in his fucking neck. See, there we go. You needed a payday is all it was, you cocksucker. See? Don't listen to him, Sam Elliott. You got robbed at the Oscars. (laughs) Hashtag my best supporting actor. This is what we're talking about. It's great to be Oscar passionate for about We Were Soldiers? Things. Huh? The Oscar for We Were Soldiers? Star is born this year. Uh, uh, is he really? He lost it to, um, what's his name from Green Book? Um, shit, I can't think of Blade. his name. Uh, he was in Moonlight last year, too. Mushroom Holly Ali or whatever? Yeah, Mahershal Ali. There we go. Yeah. I'm sitting there saying it like three times and you just weren't, you were just ignoring me. Like Sorry. my mic fucking working? I thought you were gonna say Vigo, Mort- Vigo Mortensen. No, no, I know Vigo. I was gonna be like, yeah, he was. In that was immediately the the meme all of my Ghostbuster friends put up the next day is is hey look Vigo won an Oscar and it was Vigo holding Oscar from Ghostbusters too, yeah. which was you know, funny I, the was funny the first time I saw it. I'm gonna go ahead and go on record as to say I hate your unfunny friends. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was harsh. No, again, it was funny the first time I yeah, saw it. And by like yeah. the 13th time in two seconds, I was like, all right, guys, yeah, I get it. You done. all found the same meme. And hide, 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 hide. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, look, headcanon's fine, and, and, and shipping is fine, and all that stuff is fine. Until you get... Is it, though? It, it is, until <laughs> you get that sense of entitlement that I don't know where fans get. When you get the feeling that you're you are owed something by the fandom or the fandom is wronging you because it didn't do the story you wanted it to do and i say that as someone who fucking hates the last jedi because yeah, i good. hate the story it tells 
Um, not that I went into that having a, a like huge thought out uh, three at structure of what I thought the story of Luke should be, but I was excited to see, okay, what has Luke been up to the last 30 years? Apparently not much. Um, and then, and then we'll never get to know because they killed him off at the end. I, I fucking hate that movie, but, but you mean social justice Jedi? You didn't like it? Huh? What? Until what? Oh, until it turned into social justice Jedi. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, it just it, it. I didn't like the story, but I didn't go in. I wasn't mad at it because it wasn't the story I wanted it to tell. It was or because my story was better. Uh, I don't think that the thing you loves owe you is yeah, the thing you love owes you anything back. That's not how it works. No, that's that's not at all how it works. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's cool to be passionate about something, but when you when you get so mad about a fictional thing that you're like, you know what's a great response to that? I'm going to take this paper and I'm going to take this pen and I'm going to write a death threat and then I'm going to fold it up and I'm going to put it through the mail and I'm going to send it to him or I'm going to I'm going to type out this death threat and I'm going to use red font because red's the angriest font and then I'm going to email it to this person. <laughs> I'm going to cut out letters from this yeah, magazine oh, yeah. and glue them together. <laughs> I have your pants. And then you're going to fold it up and you're going to send it to him. Like that's where you start to need to be put under the jail. Like yeah, your your fandom doesn't owe you anything. People no. who think you're entitled to tickets to Ghostbusters Fan Fest, no, you're not. You become you're a fan. You become the exact opposite of a good fan that like that that yeah. a property would want because you know good fans. You don't have to like everything to be a good fan. You can you can respectfully not enjoy everything that a fan that, that a property does. Uh, I'm a huge fan of several TV shows, and there are episodes I don't like. I just don't watch those episodes, but. You know, you don't have to be a dick about it and you don't have to let it cross over into that weird part where you start to make people uncomfortable and you become that guy or girl mm-hmm. because you're you're just taking it to an uncomfortable level. It's not okay. Be more like Bill Murray. Everybody watch the Bill Murray documentary. <laughs> On Netflix, which is freaking awesome. And then just be more like Bill Murray. That's what we all need to do. Anybody who watches that and is not a fan of Bill Murray and doesn't just appreciate him, I don't know that I can be friends with them. That's just the way it is. He's overrated. No, that's not true. He's a, Someone's got to pop that ego. I just want to hang out with him. He's just like hanging out. Like He's just like whatever. I, I like Literally, I watched that and I was like, I wonder how much those baseball tickets are for opening night because I kind of feel like that would be my best <laughs> chance to meet him. Yeah. So I kind of want to go and check out how much they are. That was my favorite reaction to the uh, whole Ghostbuster fan fest thing. Somebody was like, "Can we just throw? A, can I just throw a barbecue in my backyard yeah. that weekend and invite oh, yeah. people over?" And someone's like, "Bill Murray is more likely to show up at that." Yeah, he would. Just start handing out tequila. Oh, also, if anybody has that eight hundred number, um, holler, <laughs> holler oh, at yeah. your boy. Holler at your boy. Uh, Put that on the Holy Grail list. Yeah, like Bill Murray's <laughs> voicemail. Bill Murray's answering machine. <laughs> yeah, because uh, let me tell you something. If I got a hold of that, I would not stop until he was on the podcast. No one would believe it anyway. I know, right? No one would believe me anyway. Whatever. 
Uh, so yeah, the long story short, you want you want the too long didn't read of this episode. Uh, we all want expensive pop vinyls and scripts. Mm-hmm. Uh, my buddy dolls are terrifying, and mm-hmm. nerds are the worst. That's Don't piss cool. off Captain Planet. No, I, I he mean, knows his way around a wiffle ball bat. I do, and <laughs> see now they make those wiffle ball bats that are like that are like the fat ones. And I don't mm-hmm. like those as much. I like the I, I like to get my hand. I like to wrap my hands around the the the, the smaller one, and I feel like I get more more swing, more torque out of that one. I'm glad you thought about that. I did. Oh, I've spent a lot of time thinking about it. I can I tell. Like, feel like I can get more momentum from you know having the <laughs> less wind resistance by swinging one of those the the thinner old school like the way God intended wiffle ball bats to be. Fuck yeah. Cuz that is that's the way the god made wiffle ball. Why you got to change stuff? You're 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 playing god with when you're changing wiffle ball bats. Which by the way, the next time we do a um a uh a competition, I have a great idea that I'm going to okay. shamelessly steal uh that I'll tell you guys about. It involves uh children hitting us with wiffle ball bats. <laughs> For poor performance. Um that's all I'm going to tell you. Um, fat so, with ball bats around the same time they started getting everybody participation trophies. Yeah, like I think that all just kind of—they're trying to make everything easier. Yeah, because you have fat wiffle ball bats to match the fat kids, because now everybody's <laughs> uh, overweight and unvaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> and now we've just turned. So, we're, so everybody, I want to thank you guys for being here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, again, uh, you can uh, support our tip jar and get access to all the old episodes. You can listen to us on the Radio Public app, which we will have an, a, a link for on our post. Um, and we will see you guys next week. I don't know what we're going to be talking about. Koran's going to be back, so it's probably going to be something dumb. Um, <laughs> Wrestling yeah, and some... Nintendo. Gosh. And John dies at the end. Yeah, something, something, Switch. Something, something, Nintendo. Something, something, Life is Strange. Da-da-da. Uh, life is strange. I don't know. Life, uh, whatever. Stuff I like that I always talk about. I don't know. All right, you guys. Have a good night. Thank you for whatever. I don't know what we're doing.